Welcome to the Matt Panierless 47th edition of the Rumble Over the Thunder FRC podcast. I apparently am your host, not sure why, Andy Monday, joined by Fearless Leader Video Dan, Dan Strong. Nah, not fearless, but uh, somebody who has a little bit more free time now. Dan, how was your off-season? Oh, you know, it was an off-season. Not a whole lot to report, considering I don't have a car. But, uh, race car or car in general? A race car. I do okay. have a car You're not in doing general. The public transportation? No. Now? What would I have to transport like licking to? windows on the Valley <laughs> Transit bus and all that stuff? Where would I have to go? I'm working from home, so. Yeah, many of us are. Yeah, I know. Filling in for Matt Panier. Marty Nussbaum. Marty Nussbaum is with us. FRRC treasurer and lifelong FRRC supporter. Of the racetrack. Welcome, Marty. Thank you. Welcome. First time on the podcast for you. Yes, it is. What uh, What made you decide that now was an okay time to join us? Well, first Matt bailed and didn't show up because, like, he's a leaker. But we won't go into that too much. But I got asked, and I thought, yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I think he's had a few drinks here at the X Bar. Is that part of the other? part of this i've been here a time or two maybe not to start any rumors or anything but there might be some butt prints in a couple of bar stools here <laughs> you start rumors no never no, never, nev- never 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 well how i might start one tonight but we'll see how was your off season there don't you get an off season if you're an frc officer um try to take a little off season like october november but it's pretty hectic usually uh, you just keep going for the next season and make sure everybody's happy, which I do well, but not everybody's happy all the time. And for those of you listening who don't know Marty, which I'm going to find this hard to believe anybody, A, is listening to this in general, but B, <laughs> the people that are listening don't know Marty. Marty, how long have you been going to Wisconsin International Raceway? Uh, I started going out there when my uncle, Renee Grody, took over for the Fox River Racing Club and moved them out there in 1975 and we were there for the first night and we went back the next couple nights and then I did not leave my dad alone and we went every night until the day I turned 16 and got a driver's license and since 1975 I have not missed a Thursday night. And correct me if I'm wrong, before owning race cars, which you part owner of the limited late model with Mike King, the number four car. Before that, before the FRC duties with officers, you were there every Thursday night in the same spot in the bleachers. Every much. single week you had your spot, and this is where I sit, and this is where I watch, this is what I do. Yeah, there was maybe a decade and a half where I taped a tarp to the top seat, and <laughs> that was my spot, and if you sat there, consequences happened. <laughs> And not to be remiss, you one of your favorite all-time heroes ran at this track back in the late 70s, early 80s, and that was? Alan Kowicki. And what, what made him so special to you? Um, luckily for me, my dad was part of the club also, and he was flagman, assistant flagman from 76 to 77 and a half, 78. Then he became flagman when Jimmy Blake retired, and he introduced me to quite a few drivers, and Alan was very 
nice. He took time to talk to a nine-year-old kid that was just starstruck by a race drivers. They were all pretty much gods. I mean, it didn't matter if it was Alan Kowicki, Dick Trickle, or Jim King and Jerry Jansen. It was, they were out there racing and I just thought they were the best. And it just started a lifelong passion. So you're going on better part of five decades of racing at the local level. And we often hear how racing was so much better back in the day. What what made racing so special in the 70s, 80s, 90s, your memories compared to the differences of where it's at today? Oh boy. Um, at the time, it's probably quite similar to how it is now, where you have the people that complain, you have the people that were just there, um, Dan's not complaining. He's stuffing his face with X-Bar food. Well, well you got to have a hobby. I mean. <laughs> that's why Dan's not talking. He's eating. And that's okay. When don't I eat on the podcast? <laughs> I think that's the only reason you do the podcast. <laughs> but there was a time where at WIR, early years, we had three divisions. It was late model on the half mile, sportsman on the quarter mile, and figure eight. Uh, qualifying started at 6.45, 7 o'clock. We went racing at 8 o'clock. And there were times we didn't get out of there till 1.30 in the morning. And it just evolved over time that it was... You, you think back on that as much better memories than what you're looking at immediately. But I guarantee you in 10 years, people are going to say, these were the best of times. And now I will be remiss if I don't say that the racing from the mid 80s up through the early 90s in Wisconsin was probably the best era in short track. The amount of talent and the amount of quality cars probably won't be matched. Yeah, it's Joe Shear, Scott Hansen. I mean, Terry Baldry, Dick Trickle, Butch Miller, Rich Bickle. It just, I mean, even your guys that were running the semi-feature back then could probably compete for a feature now. Yeah, and back then we wasn't wasn't abnormal not only to have a semi-feature, but also have a Concy. Yes. Because there were so many cars. Yes. There was a time at the mid-70s that legitimately there were 53 cars that scored points in figure eight. Wow. Now, I don't think there's 53 figure eight cars in the whole country. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are great memories and uh, definitely appreciate all your contributions to racing over the years, not only as a fan, as an officer, but as a sponsor to so many of us, myself included. Um, really appreciate your passion for the sport, and it's cool having you on the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's actually kind of fun. A little nervous, but eh. Don't I'll be just... nervous because Dan is our best guy. I mean, he doesn't talk during the podcast, which is great because then he doesn't have to edit his own crap out. But <laughs> he doesn't edit anything anyway, so just let her fly. It's totally informal. I think people like it when it's unedited. I don't know why I even bother. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. He like, ain't going to upload this thing till like, May 17th anyway. Nobody's going to hey, have a chance I, to listen to if it. If I don't edit it, I can put it up, like, tomorrow. 
But you won't. Who says that? Because you're going to stay at the X bar too late. Your, fi- your fiesta is going to stay in the parking lot. There's going to be an Uber ride here tomorrow, like 1 o'clock. I, I know how this works. We've been doing this for four years. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the Uber ride. I'm sure I can okay. find somebody to you get me You adapted the lift. I get it. It's yeah. cheaper. <laughs> is that why it says lift on the side of your car? No, it says that because, I mean, you see who I hang out with. Nobody. Ha <laughs> ha! Very funny. So we're no, here. That's if I need to, un- you know, get flipped back over onto the right side. Oh, and or jump started. Or jump started. Yeah. We are here at the X Bar tonight for the annual preseason kickoff racers party. Uh, bar's pretty full. I'd say there's probably a good, I don't know, thirty people, fifty people ish, in here. Yeah. Well, Andy's been drinking, so he's probably seeing double. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But, uh, yeah, let's get some excitement going, get some excitement brewing for the upcoming season. We got a lot of good things on tap, including uh, this year is the 50th annual Red, White, and Blue Series. Wow. Um, So it's exciting, good things going on there. And uh, we're going to kick it off with our first guest of the evening in the Super Late Model class. We're joined with uh, Taylor Vandermoss. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. So, Taylor had a uh, pretty interesting season, we'll say, last year. Uh, yes. Came out of the gates really strong. I think this was your third year Super Lates last year? Fourth. Fourth year? Okay. Fourth year in Super Lates. And uh, you started out the year really strong. Um, we'll talk about the race that you probably should get credit for a feature win that didn't happen. A little yeah. controversy there. Um, but then you had to miss, like, two months of the season. What, what happened? Seven weeks. Yeah, what happened there? Uh... It was the second week Thursday, the second uh, night, right before I'm leaving for work, hop off a piece of equipment, I sprained my ankle real bad, I had to go to the ER, and, you know, for workman's comp things and whatnot, they didn't uh, release me to go back to work for seven weeks, so I uh, figured it'd probably not be a good idea to get caught at the racetrack in the race car, so. You don't want to get put in the post-crescent for right. Taylor Vandermoss wins red race, yeah. and you think that's bad for workers' comp, they right. might see that? So I sat up in the stands and watched everybody from uh, up in the stands drinking beer. It was a lot cheaper up there. <laughs> yeah. Not as much fun, though. I no, think. not a lot of fun. <laughs> so, Taylor, uh, you started racing in the sport trucks kind of following the footsteps of your dad, Rob. Um, and then you moved up to late miles. I say you said four years. And uh, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Well, hopefully you can run a full season. And hopefully we can uh, start off where we started last year real strong and, uh, you know, come back with a lot of solid finishes that I couldn't do last year. Yeah. So going back to the race that had a little controversy that, in my opinion, you, you, you won the race and you didn't get credit for it. So was that the opening? Was it the opening night? Yeah, that was the opener. Night? All right. So... For a little background for people, and I believe we might have talked about this on the podcast, episode 37 or so-ish uh, at the time. 37 to 40, maybe. Uh, Taylor was out front running a great race, kind of pulling away with it, and uh, we kind of had an unprecedented situation where a car in the pits decided to come out onto the track in a incorrect area uh, right up in front of all the leaders, including Taylor, who was leading the race. And uh, unfortunately, the caution flag didn't fly, and 
I think you went from first to third, third in a matter yeah. of 50 feet. Yeah. You and didn't uh, know you were on the figure eight track at that point, <laughs> did you? No. Yeah, I think we qualified. We were in the dash first night out. I think we qualified third, fourth. I don't know. I'm not a good record taker like you are. And uh, I remember, stuff up. remember <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we're in the dash, and I think we started the feature sixth, um, and we got up to the lead within, I think, five laps. Car was a rocket ship, and uh, we, we had seven restarts that race. And I've always never been the best restarter. I always take a couple laps to get back in the groove of things, and. Every every restart, you know, the car was right there, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And yeah, it was like five or six to go, and somebody came on the back stretch, and I didn't know he came off the from the pits. I thought he spun out. Sure. And I just because I just seen his passenger door coming out of turn two. Casey was at my rear bumper on the outside, not quite to me yet, but he was there, so I knew I couldn't go high. And I'm like, okay, well, they're, they're going to throw the caution because somebody's, you know, sideways in the back stretch. And I checked up, and Casey got by me, and uh, Strelka got by me. And that, and that caution never came out, and I, we finished third. Yeah. No, like I said, you had a really strong car that night, and it was just unfortunate set of circumstances that yeah. happened there. And then shortly after that, you had your work injury. Yeah. It didn't help either, but it was cool to see you get back in the car. Was it uh, right before the Dixieland? Yep. Right, end of July, August. Yep. Come but think of the character that built. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, you know, you take seven. You won't think it's a big deal, but you take that long off, and you get kind of out of the swing of things, and mm-hmm. tires are different. Yep. And you know, we didn't touch the car from the first week till I came back, yep. week eight, and it was compared to everybody else, a wholly totally different car. Yeah. And I just, you know, it's just weird how that happens. But So tell us about your car. You have a left-hander chassis, and you guys worked uh, pretty close with the 34 team. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell Schultz, Brett yeah. Piontech. Yeah, we're kind of relationship work? We're tied together, like, through Piontech with uh, my dad's cousin, Jeff Vandermoss. Um, he worked with Piontech for a while, and then Piontech sold their stuff to Max. Um, and Jeff still helps some guys out and helps us out. So, That's And for those who don't know, Jeff Vandermoss, which is Taylor's, would it be your second cousin or second your dad's or cousin? Some, okay. Yeah, dad's cousin. I don't know, second He or was um, car chief for the Matt Kenseth Roush Racing when yeah, they he won started the championship? Yeah, he started as a jack man. Um, I don't, me- I don't be- remember what he was when they won the championship, but I don't think he was a car chief quite yet. And then he bounced, yeah, he was car chief for them, and then bounced around a couple different teams. But he was in NASCAR for 15 years. So a pretty smart guy to oh, yeah. not only having your family, but oh, yeah. having your corner helping yeah. set up a race car. Yeah, he, he doesn't have anything written down. He, he asked him a question, he has gotten his top of his head, you know, all these measurements, and he's, just pre- he's a pretty smart dude. Pretty sharp, yeah. Who else, uh, who else helps out on your team? Uh, my dad obviously is a big help. Um, my sister, and then uh, my uncle Jay, my dad's dad, or my dad's brother, and then uh, I got a buddy from uh, Brilliant, Ben Reem and Ryan Geiger, um, Al Whiteven, my cousin Connor Winarski, uh, Mike Moore, the guy I went to high school with. Um, and then obviously the wife helps out. 
Recently so, married. Yeah. Yeah. Does she happen to have a name or just the wife? <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Vandermoss. <laughs> Good. Um, any other sponsors you want to give a shout out to while we got you on? Oh, yeah. Uh, got uh, Prestige Auto is a big sponsor. Uh, big help. Grit Sports Center has been on for, well, since I was in trucks, so 15 years or so. Uh, Money and Associates, I uh, got Ken Sports, Jim's Auto Body, Chance Motorsports, uh, 920 Shirts and Wraps does all, uh, does all my decals. And then uh, we got a new sponsor this year, Best Exteriors, um, uh, Stump Water Jet, they're uh, starting up a machine shop, uh, Water Jet and CNC Machining, uh, Officials Den in uh, Hilbert. And I think that's pretty much it. I might be forgetting a few, but. <laughs> no, that's good. One final question for you. Yeah. Your dad raced sport trucks for years. Yeah. You raced sport trucks for years. Your sister races sport trucks for years. We set up three identical sport trucks and put them out there for a race. Which Vandermoss wins that race? It'd be close. I, th I think, well, Kylie's way, this is a trick question, way, by the way. way fresh into it. I guarantee Rob would take both you kids out and win. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to admit yeah, that. I the answer the is Sandy. Oh, true. Uh, <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> it would be interesting, though. We should line that up. Should line that up. There you go. IROC series for sport trucks, all Vandermoss. Wouldn't that be a Vandermoss series then? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for coming on for a little bit. Sorry to interrupt your drinking. No, and, you're uh, good. Thank kicking you. Kicking off the 2021. Go, uh, go out there and kick some butt, and maybe opening night you can get some revenge. We can try. All right. Thank so, you. So, Andy, you said we're at uh, the X or the X Bar's party. I'm sure there's uh, another guest we could pull. Who do you yeah, have for us? Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the late model division. We're joined here by the 36 car, Tara Springstrow. How are you? Living in How was you? your off season? We can't really hear a wave. Yeah, you can't hear you guys. <laughs> Fishing in the dark song. What are you I know, doing? it's the best song. <laughs> it's all right. Off season good? So far, so good. Working on some cars, getting some stuff ready for this year. Finally, yes. You're updating, I see, from a 1996 chassis to something a little bit newer. 2019. Wow. That's a jump in like 23 years. Are you even 23 years old? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. So what do you think? I don't know what I think anymore. <laughs> well, we got to build your confidence here a little bit. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. I'm a little scared from the 96 to the 19. We never ran something that new for late model. No. Because my car that I ran was Tim's since whew, 2007. So we've never done anything this new for the late model. But if you put things in perspective, you were able to take that 96 chassis and improve your qualifying times almost a full second or more down to the low 21s in the end of the 20s. I was in the 20s last yeah, year, see? hey? With a 96 chassis. <laughs> we got there. So what can we do with a 2019 chassis? 
hopefully a lot better. Finally getting there, but hopefully a lot better. That's a good car. I followed oh, I that car around at lacrosse. <laughs> you did. I yes, did. Yes, you did. <laughs> that is so true. You did. Yeah. He had so a really you're good updating run. to Tim's left-hander that yep. he had one season on, or two, one and a half ish. One and ish. One and a quarter ish. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know what you're gonna call it. I don't know how many. Ra- what he run like six races last year, so one and a half. Yeah. And your plans for this year? You're running every Thursday. Hopefully. Yeah. Goals? Heat win. Yeah. Heat win and hopefully top seven, eight in the points. That's a good goal. Yeah. Almost was there, almost was there last year. <laughs> Maybe a top six in the feature. Is that pushing it, Marty? Nope, you can do that. <laughs> I, I, I can see a top five. Get some practice and get some time in. You'll do good. Hopefully, yeah. Not hopefully, you're gonna. We're getting there, slowly but surely. I'm gonna give you a beer shower when you get your top five. <laughs> what are you gonna give me? A beer shower. Oh, can we do like do something right I like? Do it right on the like? scales. <laughs> right on the scales after oh, yeah. the future. Guaranteed. Oh, please let me get out first. <laughs> oh no, 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 there are no rules here. <laughs> can I have my suit off at least? No. <laughs> I hate the smell of beer. <laughs> well, I can't really afford champagne, so. You could get champagne for like $9 at festival. I'm not going to do champagne for $9 on the top five here. We got to go all out. Come on. I'm your favorite female. All right. I'll do Miller <laughs> High Life because that's a champagne of beers. Fair. Fair. So besides racing on Thursdays, you partake in a lot of racing all over the state, including the dirt stuff. Not no more. No? I'm not driving, but attending. Oh, I How many attend- races do you think you go to a year? Fifty. Oh. Well, I'm already at seven this year. Yeah, it's seven this year, and we're oh, no, April no. 10th. I'm at like ten this year because if you count, I started on New Year's. Went to Bristol. How was that? Was Tell us about it. Bristol. It was really worth it. Yeah. I'm happy I went down there. It's a thing you'll never like. I was in the infield, and I I was there when I was like seven years old for Bristol for the NASCAR race, and it's just crazy how steep and everything that track is it was Thunder well, Valley baby oh yeah it was well worth the 12 hour drive <laughs> 11 and a half I might have cut some time do you time wish you would have brought something there to race if I had someone to sponsor me the car <laughs> <laughs> have you raced on dirt before I have Oshkosh no um, I raced at 141 in my four cylinder so I was in four cylinder five years I think I raced there like three times Okay. For three of the years, and actually, how I started racing is my dad watched me race powder puff there, and then I jumped in a mod there twice when I raced four cylinder for uh, powder puff and mechanics, and I got both them race wins. Got people mad at me, but I love 141. But you mentioned your dad, so those <laughs> listening to the podcast who don't know who your dad is, he has quite a few laps on the quarter mile no. at Kakana. No, that's my uncle. Well, that's your uncle. My dad owned my uncle Chicken's car. They call it Chicken it. Mike. Um, Dad's never raced, actually. Dad's never raced. Never. Okay. We actually joked about we were going to put my my chassis, 96 chassis, together and let him run the quarter mile, but I said to my mom, he's never going to get in it. <laughs> he demoed, but he never raced, ever. Okay. He just, he just supplies the cars. I guess you can say that. Maintains the cars. No, he don't maintain them. I he owns our ch- mine and Tim's chassis, but and then like the engine of mine. But 
most of our sponsors supply everything else, but Dad owns quite a bit of our cars. Sure. And then he's in the pits every Thursday, hot-headed or not. <laughs> There's a few of us like that down there. Uh. No names. <laughs> Dan. Yeah, sure. I get real hot-headed. Huh? He's real hot-headed yeah. watching that you camera. Should, yeah, you should see when the battery dies on his camera mid-feature. <laughs> That's throwing shit. That has never happened to me, actually. Really? Lies. Really? That you requires you to actually record You have stuff. an extra battery. Or no, it's because it's plugged, in, plugged all in, time. in all the time. You are a cheater. <laughs> yeah, no, Dad never raced, but... We'll see if we. So, get who else helps on your team besides your uh, your family, your dad, your brother? Who else you got? So, Tim's my main late model brains. So no one knows. Um, we I got a new guy last year via Facebook, uh, Ben Savage. He brought his friend Madrick with. Um, our my dad's cousin, Big Pete, Tim Peters. He's been with my brother since day one. Uh, Jeff Ides our spotter. And Jeff Ides has been around it a oh, long time. He's Jeff helped Andy Ides. Cluck and. Jeff Ide is amazing. His problem is he talks too soft for me. I have to be like, you got to yell. I can't hear. I'm deaf. <laughs> like, he could be like, yep, you're clear to Tim. And I'll be like, I can't hear you. And he always starts yelling. <laughs> but we have, Tim has a few friends that helps us. My cousin Andrew helps in the shop. I see he's here tonight. That's not my cousin. No. I call him, that's Meyerhofer. Got it. He's my little brother. Okay. <laughs> No, my cousin Andrew Springstrow, he helps. He helps Todd Verhagen full-time. Okay. But we have him. And then my cousin Jacob Peters, he helps part-time in the shop. And we haven't had the team that we used to have, but we still have the main ones. Good. So a new car this year to you. Fresh, to me. Fresh metal. <laughs> I don't who, know what uh, that's going to be like. What do you got for sponsors on that car this year? Um, I should probably get around to my sponsors. <laughs> Living in Fond du Lac, it puts a damper on them for this area. Um, I've heard excuses about living in Fond du Lac, too. That's why this guy on my left couldn't shave, couldn't upload videos, couldn't do a lot of things. I mean, oh, yeah, I drive to Fond du Lac. It's not that bad. I like Fond du Lac. I love it out there. Yeah, I'm glad to be back in the area. I love yeah, it out there. In my, one of us is for you. <laughs> uh, so I have, um, obviously, my... So, from obviously, I have my dad, Tom's Cabinets. Um, Pitch Law Offices has been with Tim since day one. Rico's Family Restaurant and Freedom. Four Seasons Heating and Cooling, which is my uncle. Action Auto, Eddie Howard. He's here tonight. He is here tonight. you got to see if he's got any goats for sale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're turbocharged goats. They're a little more expensive. Are they goats or donkeys now? Yeah. I, I was just looking at the goats. The donkeys are too expensive for me. <laughs> So Ed's son Trevor played a little April Fool's yeah. joke on him uh, on Facebook. He uh, put his number out there and had everybody text him about the goats he has for sale. And after about a hundred messages, he, he kind of figured the gig was up here. Yeah. So we have Eddie um, Jaeger Construction. Um, he help, he works with my dad for uh, for the cabinet business. Roscoe Meats, which is next door, for Kylan Brinders and Funeral Home, Auto Body Specialists. I know I'm forgetting some. I don't know what I'm forgetting, but I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, Smith Pharmacy in the little shoot. Don't the forget the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> you can't forget them drugs, and they're the cheapest around. Marty would know. <laughs> so if you need cheap drugs, go to Oxy Smith. Oxycontin boy over there. <laughs> Rush Jr. 
Oh, I guess I should mention my brother's business, Showtime Fab and Machine. I was just there a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Oh, it's you a were? nice place. He gave me a tour. Yeah, pretty if you sharp. go there, he loves that. Yeah, he loves giving a tour. He's pretty proud of that place. Yep. He deserves to be proud, but he should be. He's doing a good job yeah. building his business. He's, he is, yeah, and he's super busy. So building these race cars, huh. build race cars. He's working already six, seven days a week there. Huh. Yeah, he's young. He can do it. Have you met my brother? Once or <laughs> twice, yeah. So our final question for you, I'll give you the same question we gave our last guest since you're involved in uh, family racing. If we put your Uncle Chicken, Timmy, and you all in identical cars and you had a race, who racing, would win? Are we racing the half mile or quarter mile? Quarter mile. Quarter mile, I would say chicken. Tim's never raced the quarter mile besides once in my four-cylinder for a heat. Let's half say a quarter mile late model. I would probably... Stuff has changed since 2001, so... <laughs> has it, though? But it has. Has it, though? To... Rick Spoos still winning features. Has it changed? It has, though. All the parts. <laughs> Half mile, Tim, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to race him, but I already know it could kick my ass. <laughs> you got to get some confidence. See, no, if he's... somebody posed this question to me, it'd be Brian. I'm not worried about Brian. <laughs> Serious? He... I'm still... I'm finally getting that car down, and he's been... I think this is 15th or 16th season. He knows that quarter mile, like the, the half mile, like the back of his hand. Quarter mile, me and him, I probably would have yeah, it. Yeah, see, there it is. Quarter mile, I, I would have it. I know that. We have all these family match races to set up. <laughs> it's going to be epic. We might have to start a series on Friday nights out there. <laughs> family. We got enough cars for all the babies? <laughs> <laughs> they they aim up the spline. they four-cylinder run. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Good luck this season. You too. We'll see you uh, in the top five. Let's hope. It's your goal. Beer Let's shower. Hope. Let's hope. We it's are coming. We yep. got eighth last year. We're, we're getting there slowly but surely. Awesome. Awesome. Good luck. You too. All right. We got another guest here switching over to the quarter mile slash figure eight, Jake Smith. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What are you looking forward to this season? I'm looking forward to a full season with me and uh, I got a team driver this year, uh, second generation racer Peter Wills will be team driving me this year in figure eights. That'll be fun. What are you guys using for a car? Uh, we will be racing actually his father's truck that his father used to race in figure eights. Okay. What uh, what uh, what's been going on in the off season? Not too much. I've been just helping out my uh, good buddy Nathan on his sport mod, and we uh, finished up my truck, and now I've been helping my buddy Tyler put his car together. There you go. So I've been staying busy, working on all sorts of stuff. Yep. Goals for this year? Uh, we're hoping to – our goal is top six in points. I think it's very doable. That's the second time tonight we've heard top six. Whatever happened to top five? Why, why did it get extended to six? Equal opportunity, maybe? Just the, Is there five guys that just have the top five spots locked up? We got to go to six now? I, I would say, yeah. <laughs> I'd say there's, there's five guys out there that I think are, are top five. I was How did last year go for you? I went okay. Yeah. We had a few, a few hiccups in the road, but overall it went good. Any uh, any uh, 
constructive feedback for the flag man of your class, he might be on the podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I don't have much to say. <laughs> Neither does he, apparently. <laughs> well, I got plenty to say. I'm just picking my spots. <laughs> how many uh, How many figure cars are you guys expecting this year on a weekly basis? Uh, we're hoping to at least have 10. Okay. That's our goal. And it kind of ramps up. Like we've seen historically come, like, July, August, we get closer to the eve. Cars, car count kind of picks up. Absolutely, we got multiple drivers from Slinger coming up for the red, white, and blue that I know of. How'd the eve go for you last year? Uh, <laughs> not very well. <laughs> what uh, what classes did you run? Uh, we ran a trailer race, figure eights, and two man cruiser. Okay. Speaking of those guys that come up from Slinger, we had a guy come up. He was going to only run once or twice, and then he runs every week and wins a title. Yep. Maybe it's time for you to go down there and win their title. Actually, I bought his best friend's car, and we are going to be going to Slinger on occasion. All right. What kind of changes are you making to a car to run Kakana's flat uh, figure eight track versus the high banks of Slinger? Uh, ride heights, springs, and shocks are the main things. Okay. And, of course, probably gear. Yep, and gear. Yeah, change gear. We're getting a bouncy ball thrown at us, apparently, from the crowd here. I don't know. They either had enough of this crap. I don't, they can't even hear us, and they're sick of us. Correct. Normally, you get popcorn thrown at you and shit. We're getting this pink ball thrown at us. It's not good. Unfortunately, Russ is in here to do uh, Jim Bean Bombs, so I guess they went to the pink ball. So disgusting. <laughs> Every time Lord Becky wins, we have to sit over here and do Jim Beam bombs. I just want to throw up in the mouth. <laughs> so, what? Why don't you pull off a win and make up your own drink then? What? Why don't you pull off a win and make up your own drink now? We'll do that. <laughs> the first feature will be at the X Park. <laughs> any uh, any sponsors you want to give a shout out to that help you on your car? Uh, Leroy Customs, the X Bar. Uh, Cutters Lawn Care Services and Kimberly Service. Oh, Kimberly Service. Stevie in the onesie. That guy has helped so many people in racing. He helped the grease box last year. He helped me the year before. He helps us. You need a radiator fixed. It's your man. Yep. Absolutely. I've seen him at the Eve. He was, uh, he's in his, I, I'd be funny if he's listening to this podcast, but he was in his blue overalls head to toe there's onesie yep and he was inside the fender setting valves on Beatty's motor on figure eight car because the thing wouldn't run where the shit wouldn't stay running they're setting the timing and doing different shit like he just jumps right in there and helps whoever he don't care he's a good man absolutely i've known him my whole life so jake how long have you been racing i've been racing since 2015 started out in the fours yep started out in four cylinders and you raced uh, on the dirt? Absolutely, I do. I race the street stock on the dirt. Did you? 141, Oshkosh? One, 141 and Seymour. Seymour, okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, good luck this season. Appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully you knock off that win and get the top five in points, not sixth. That would definitely top be five. nice. <laughs> we'll aim for it. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Always good to hear from some of our guests here at the X Bar for the Racers Party, and so we we fire off WIR. We fire off first race. Well, let's back up. So we have 
practice and tech day, May 8th. So that's uh, 15 bucks a person-ish to get in type of deal. And fans, if you're fans listening to this stuff, you can come watch for free. It's a good time. You get to see all the new cars when they're still pretty. If some of them are lettered up. Most of the vinyl guys are, don't do it till the day before. <laughs> Not mentioning any names, Travis. <laughs> well, you don't want to mess up new vinyl. I mean, it's just practice, so. So May 8th is uh, practice and tech day out at the track. May 13th, the first Thursday, is actually our annual pit party. Um, where the cars and uh, fans can come down for free and have some drinks and pick up some hot shots and talk to all the teams and kind of get ready for the season. And then that Saturday, May 15th, we got the Tundra Super Late Model Series out there. I believe the quarter mile late models are running as well. Sport uh, trucks. Sport trucks will be there. So we got the support divisions there. And since that leaker, Matt Panier, is not here, we should put in a plug that we should have figure eights. But, you know, we got to work up to that. No figure eights on the 15th, huh? No. Well, Jake just told us they got like 10 of them ready. Tundra hasn't embraced the figure eight like I think they should. And I'm I'm going to put it out there right now. Since he can't be here for the podcast, maybe we should do a little tweak into the schedule. He will never notice. I, I doubt it. <laughs> so May 15th, we've got Tundra Super Late Model Series. I believe that's a 50-lap feature. It's anywhere from 50 to 75. Sometimes it changes potentially. I should probably look. I don't know. I, I just if I'm leaning on lap 50, just, 50 is good. If I'm in second, 75 is good. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, so it, like that would be like this top six in points if you're not leading it to 76 laps. Then. Correct. Okay. Yes. Just so we understand the rules. <laughs> And then our first Thursday night to kick off the season is Thursday, May 20th. We'll have uh, seven divisions in action. Do we start with the quarter-mile late models or do we start with the Robles? Quarter-mile late models. Quarter-mile late models right out of the gate. So uh, every other week you'll have the quarter-mile late models or the Robles. And uh, both of those divisions uh, we'll give a, a nice plug out to have really increased their car counts. And we're looking forward to... Uh, the quarter-mile late models that uh, Jim Duco, Pete Birkin have done a nice job promoting that class. Um, when it first started, we were looking at five or six cars every week, and now potentially yep. we could have 16 to 20 quarter-mile late models this Actually, year. Actually, the last word I had gotten, we were at 22. Okay. And we're probably going to have to go double-file restarts with them because otherwise it's going to be a track full of cars. Yeah. <laughs> Might be wrapped around the whole quarter-mile. <laughs> Might have to use the kidney bean like the four cylinders did once in a while, just for the restarts. Oh, it could the be the track that, a little longer. It could be the old full-size car enduro, though. <laughs> so that that class is looking great. Uh, the Robles continue to to increase their car count, get new people involved in our club, which is great. Um, and a lot of great things going on at the track. The late model class, I know they they struggled a little bit with car count last year. That one is also looking up. So all of these things have created a. Um, good problem for uh, our buddy Mike Anthony who's in charge of pit parking yes. and uh, right now there are more cars and teams signed up to come out and race with us than there are parking spots available so in a year coming off of all the COVID BS and different things in the world uh, it's a really good problem to have local racing wise to see 
that many people signed up, want to come out, want to compete, want to race and support uh, the Foxwood Racing Club. So a lot of great things happening this year. Yep, I think that's a great problem to have is too many cars. Yes, we'll find spots to park them. Well, the Anthony's uh, might have to volunteer to park outside, but we'll, we'll talk to Mike about that. <laughs> they get, can we put hoists in our pit? Like, you could put one on the hoist and then oh. pull it up and then drive a car underneath it. I don't know. Why not? Yeah, that well, should work. I mean, if we pay for it to get put in, why not? <laughs> I mean, the tire truck takes up a pit spot. They can move true. that somewhere out. Oh, and it'd make checking easier to have them all up in the air. Yeah. We we'll might be onto something here. We'll figure it out. It'll oh. be fine. Uh, other thing from off-season topics: all the nightly sponsors have been filled for the season, which again, except for up, one. Okay, except for one. So fifteen out of sixteen. Yep. Um, again, coming off of a year of a lot of uncertainty and different things going on, another great problem to have. Another thing uh, um, for the club to be have all those nights full and a lot of things to look forward to this year. So. Great job to all of our officers and off-season work, board of directors, uh, different people that have participated in groups and meetings and try to get things rolling. I know a lot of people kind of look at the off-season meetings as cry fest and rules and everything else, but there's so much other work that goes into it to just get the season started off on the right foot. And uh, here we are, month away, and we're gonna be rocking. Yeah, it's time to make sure you got everything ready to go and you'll be all set. Yeah. What are you looking forward to, Dan? Just getting back to the track. Yeah? Have you yeah. been there yet? I have not been there yet. So a lot of people are starting to show up for practices, like Jason Tucker, Ricky Bassman's been there the last couple weeks. This I got to take a Thursday Lauren afternoon. Leach was out there today. He texted me. Uh, I'll get a Thursday afternoon or a Tuesday afternoon off and probably head over there at some point in time. Probably in two weeks. You know, you are looking kind of sick. Maybe you could just call in. I still would have to work if I was sick. <laughs> oh, even if you look that bad. Yeah, that that's the problem of this whole work-from-home virtual Zoom world we live in. Yeah. Like, there's no more, like, call-in sick days and snow days. Like, you can just huh. come to work dead, like Marty's been doing for the last 30 years. Guaranteed, <laughs> especially on Friday after the races. <laughs> yeah. Hope you didn't stay out so late with a clown wig on well you know drinking beers and i try to be the one of the last people out of the pit area just to make sure everybody's safe it's kind of part of the job hey, marty also lives the closest to the track so that has been deemed no, his responsibility no. no marty does not live the closest to the track second closest though who lives closer danny and ginger they don't come no they don't but, technically live there i mean they, they sleep there once in a while they're kind of like there, but when you're just talking like people that don't own the place yet, waiting on that Powerball, <laughs> I, I got to be probably one of the closest. Yeah, yeah. Larry and Patty Redenzel from the Darboy Corner Store are pretty oh, close, yep. too, because yep. they're right across the road from you. Yes. The other side of the roundabout bar and grill. Yes. So they're... Maybe a party or two that might happen, like, after hours, but I don't want to start rumors there either, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Guess, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait until later to find out about that one. Maybe maybe we'll put hoist in and just raise a tent. There you go. Leave the race cars home, we'll just have a party. <laughs> That's what It'll be Thursday, May 13th is for. 
Well, I meant like halfway through the year when everybody's tired and hot and crabby and ready to wreck no. everybody else, not mentioning I've any names. I've never seen anybody crabby in those pits before. No, you? never. It doesn't happen. I've been there a long time. Thank you. <laughs> I resent that comment. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for kicking off the season. Uh, yeah. Sorry we missed you, Matt. Hopefully episode 48 will get you to join. Right. Uh, come back uh, Come back to life and... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll get rocking into 2021. All Thank right. you guys for having me on. It's kind of actually fun doing this. And uh, before we get out of here, I do have to say this was fucking cool. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. And should we let Marty know now? What? Matt's not coming back ever. You're, you're just in full time now. Is this a paid position? Yes, it is. Okay. Good. We paid yeah, pizza. Yeah, they give you a pizza if you do a podcast. Oh, well, I'm supposed to cut back on my sodium, so we better do a salt-free get pizza. That, yeah, cauliflower plus veggie uh, pizza. It's just a piece of styrofoam <laughs> with some tomato sauce. All right, well, the party's ripping up again. We better get back to drinking and uh, hanging out with the folk here. So uh, we'll see you soon at the track. It's coming up quick. Rock and roll.